Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, your premier podcast for science fiction and science fiction adjacent independent film reviews. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. What's going on, bud? You know, today has uh, been a wonderful day, actually. Okay. Uh, and what's what's great is, you know, sometimes we... Uh, we go into these like open conversations and you know what I'm about to talk about. Cause I'm like, Oh no, we'll talk about it on pod. We'll talk about it on pod. Like I'll, I'll mention or vice versa. You'll mention, Oh, this happened. I'm like, Oh no, bring that up for the open. Since we don't have anything else. You really you have gonna, no idea you're really what I'm about gonna, to talk about. You're just going to peel back the kimono. I'm just like going to, you're just going to find <laughs> out so much. So, so quickly. I, I don't think I've mentioned to you that a member, uh, uh, this is a work-related story. I might know the so story, but go ahead. You might know the story because you you know a lot of people that I work with. <laughs> uh, so, I, and I might have to edit it down. But I'm just going to go for it on the initial recording here. The senior vice president that runs my department got fired today. Did, were wow. you aware of this? I didn't know that that was the person that ran your department. I remember you mentioning there being an issue at work with a particular individual. I assume this mm. is the same one. Yes, that's okay. the only issue that there is. Well. But she she is the you know the bad apple that spoiled the bunch as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she got she finally got let go today. It took way too long. She was super chummy with HR and people were afraid to come forward, but finally enough people did that uh, they took care of it. That's awesome. Man. And it's Employee Appreciation Day. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, it was really good. It was really good. Very good. happy with it. You know, it was one of those things that didn't directly impact me one way or the other. Like we didn't, I didn't have any interactions with her, not really, uh, not especially not work wise, right? But a lot of other people, obviously, that I worked with had to deal with it. So, uh, should be a cascade of change at work. Well, good. That being said, I guess I'm looking for a new job. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know what always bothered me about the the position of senior vice president? What's the purpose? What do you mean? So, a president. Not in not in not in the the political sense, but a president in a company. as, as yeah. a position is an executive usually. And when you hold, it's a little different, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, they're an executive. They, they may not yes, be yes, like yes. they may not be like the CEO or the COO or whatever. But they're usually higher up in the company. They make a lot of decisions. A lot of weight falls on them. Whatever. And a vice president mm-hmm. is someone who handles certain responsibilities. Right. 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 So throwing it back to politics for a second, there's a president and then a vice president of our United States. Now, in other countries that don't have our exact government, Structure. Yeah. Yeah. you've got secretaries and undersecretaries, or you've got prime ministers and you've got sub-ministers or whatever, right? Ministers of X. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is why you would have a senior vice president, mm. because I don't think that there is a position of junior vice president. You're just a, if you're not this if you're not the SVP, you're just another VP. But why do you need to have more than one VP for any department or leg or arm of a company? I truly believe that in a lot of corporations, I'm just going to assume as yours as well, that there's a lot of people in executive positions that don't really need to be in those positions, that they're there because mm. X, Y, Z, maybe they were poached for another company or they or, or they know sure. somebody, whatever, right? Sure. Yeah. But uh, it, the position of senior vice president has always annoyed me in the same way that people say ATM machine. 
Oh. <laughs> or pin number. I, I want you to know that I say ATM machine, but only because I know it upsets people. It's like, yeah, I'm the senior vice president. Like, well, like what do you do that makes you different from the other VPs? Well, and I'm, and I'm sure I can answer that question. I can sure? answer that question. Yeah. Do you really want an answer or are we ranting? Oh, I can give it, you an answer. No, I'm, I'm sure the answer is to make more money and have a better severance package. <laughs> well, that's company, the primary. When your company gets bought out and then, <laughs> yeah. and then all the executives leave. To clarify, a president of a company is typically for a publicly traded company. This is my understanding. It's typically a, a publicly traded company. They, they're the president of the board, right? So like my company doesn't have a president because we're not publicly traded. We have a CEO. And that's a lot of times you'll you'll hear about the CEO is also the president, CEO and president of X, right? Sure. Because they're the president of the board, which has to do with, you know, whatever. When it's owned by multiple people. That's my understanding. Um, I guess it doesn't have to be public to be owned by multiple entities, but there it is. You can have vice presidents under a senior vice president. That's ha- That happens. Senior vice president, in my case, they reported directly to the CEO, but they might report to another C-level executive. It just depends on the structure. But you're right. A lot of it comes down to, we want to put this person in charge. We want to hire them as a VP, but really they require X amount of money. So we're going to make this new position so that it's clear in the hierarchy. They're yeah. senior vice president, so we can put them in, uh, uh, you know, higher up meetings and they make more money, blah, blah, blah. No, but they, you could have vice presidents who report to a senior vice president. I guess what I'm saying is like, and part of that, like I said, comes from just the way our government works. Sure. Like there's a secretary of defense. There's a secretary of education. There's a secretary of transportation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they the vice president of, <laughs> of education? That's a good question. Right? That's a good like question. It, that's yeah. just me. I mean, I, I understand that they're a completely different position that no, whatever no, no, no. responsibilities that the vice president, vice president of these United States may or may not have, which are, I guess, running NASA. You're, um, <laughs> you're asking why our government doesn't run more like a corporation? When no, really, no, I'm not asking that. No, <laughs> it's no, kind I'm of saying, what you're saying, man. I'm saying if if the position exists, it's, it's a name recognition thing. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you call somebody the president of a company because yeah. we have a president of these United States. Now, I could be wrong. It yeah, is certainly know. possible. I am smart enough to realize that I am an idiot. So um, <laughs> it could be that the term president has been around for thousands of years and was used in other situations before. I don't know. It's just, it's just always annoyed like me. Companies, yeah. When I look at something and I see SVP, I'm like, man, you should be the junior vice president. That's just me. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I think what we've established is I'm very happy that someone lost their job today. Uh, Well-deserved. And well, neither of us understand corporate structure. <laughs> And culture. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts, I don't necessarily believe in karma, but I do believe that for every time a good thing happens to somebody, a bad thing has to happen to somebody else. Oh, you like universal karma? No, no, no. It's it's not even that. I mean, that's no one. No, there's there's no karma involved, right? I'm not saying like you do good things, which means bad things happen to have to happen to somebody else, or so many bad things have happened to you. Eventually, a good thing will happen to you. Um, the idea that like you, you go to a fork in the road, there's uh-huh. two people, mm-hmm. only one person can go one way. Right. Yeah. So I don't, the, I don't understand the, how this is not karma. Well, because it has nothing to do with what you've done in the past. Oh, but, it's just like a balance. It's just yeah, a balance sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And so this person lost their job and while that's, you know, terrible or whatever, and it kind of sucks for them, I guess. I guess. It just means that something good is going to happen to somebody else. So we should revel something. in the fact that something good will happen to somebody. <laughs> something good did happen. <laughs> there you go. They got fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so 
that was my day, Chris. I just kind of jumped in. I didn't wait sure. for you to say, hey, how are you? And do our fake banter. Like we haven't That's been fair. talking for 20 minutes before we start recording. Well, we hadn't. So it had been a few <laughs> minutes, maybe not 20. <laughs> yeah. Cause some, some people were late today. And so we're kind of rushing into no, it. No, it's me. It's getting a late start. It's totally me. It was totally you. I wasn't, I was going to let you off the hook publicly, but oh. I'm glad you took responsibility for your actions. I mean, it's, it's what you got to do when you're an adult. Yeah. I wish some people had learned that <laughs> before today. F-A-F-O, Chris. <laughs> well, good. Um, My day was I, it's the end of a, a pretty long work week for me. Yeah. Um, I may or may not have mentioned this, but my, my wife is co-directing her first show out of college. And so she's going to be doing a lot of uh, rehearsals and stuff. We're going to have a lot of spare time for myself, but I, I plan on going up to the theater with her for a few rehearsals. Just, you know, observe and report, things like that. And I, I mentioned this before. I have an idea for a, a screenplay, but I will tell you about that off pod because I don't want anyone to steal my idea. So Why don't you think I'm going to steal your idea? Because you're an idiot. Well, you're the idiot that's going to tell me your idea. I don't understand. So we're both idiots. Yes. We're the sci-fi <laughs> idiot guys. No, we're no, the sci-fi wise guys. Because you're we, not a writer. That's <laughs> You're an editor. I have, I, have been, I have been paid for my writing, sir. <laughs> No, I haven't. That's a lie. I uh, let's 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 dive into it. I, sure. I'm, I, I'm glad you have some spare time so we can watch these crap movies. We're banking episodes right now. We're we're way in the future. I mean, we're recording this. It's barely March, and it'll come out. This will come out in April. So we're about a month ahead. We're doing well. Let's uh, let's jump into. it. Why don't you tell the people what we watched? We watched the 2021 film Agent <laughs> Revelation. It is one hour and 26 minutes long. I'll go ahead and drop the facts on you while we're sitting here. We're sitting at a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb based on 4.4 thousand ratings. You know, I, a couple years ago, uh-huh. yeah. there was a, there was a, there was an election. I don't know if you, you were there or not. I recall. There was a lot of um, hoopla on uh, whether or not voter manipulation happened. And I'm pretty sure that at this point we've effectively proven <laughs> That there wasn't any, right? But I, I need, I need the U.S. Congress to start investigating what is going on on IMDb's rating board. Oh, you, you want me to move to this other tab that shows the, the waiting, <laughs> the vote distribution for this rating system? Be- because yes, please. Because <laughs> overwhelmingly, <laughs> Wait, this is, this is voter uh, manipulation. This is vote manipulation. One hundred percent. Right? And this, IMDb is like, oh, how can you vote twelve? times from the same ip address we're gonna count that as one and that brought it all the way down to 3.6 like this is the most obvious (laughs) Uh, so so for people who are listening we look at agent revelation on imdb 20.3 percent of the votes a 10 23.9 a 9 22.0 an 8 21.9 a 7 and then 2.1 1.7 1.7 1.5 1.9 3.0 let me tell you, the median score of this comes out to nine, or excuse me, eight. The weighted average comes up to three point six. <laughs> this thing is a two on a hot summer day. <sighs> it's yeah. real bad. I need, really I, I need, I need Congress to investigate this. That's what I need. You think I this need is, to, this <laughs> is, these are the issues that we should be. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We've been, we've been debating about student loan forgiveness for too long. Let's talk about IMDb user ratings. Well, this is trash. You say that. And then if we hop on over to our third favorite aggregate review site, 80% fresh based on five reviews with an audience score of 97% based on 500 
ratings. plus ratings. All right, I'm gonna look at these reviews real quick. Oh, you know what though? Is there okay? Let's just look at these reviews. Movieblogger.com, Film Threat, Hoy Sale Cine. Did I pronounce that correctly? I probably not. Midwest Film Journal, and then the one sane person in the bunch, Crooked Marquis. I don't know, man. I don't see this is. Oh, look. It, it give, this guy gives it a score of five out of ten. Eight out of ten. Seven out of ten. No rating. Goofy, earnest, and action-packed, low-budget spectacle. Small budget, big heart. Uh, let's see. Is there critics' consensus? Of course not. There is not. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm moving us over. It It is not on Metacritic. Nope. Nope. It is on Letterboxd. I think Metacritic would dropkick the person who tried to submit it. <laughs> it, it is on Letterboxd. 2.5 out of 5 stars. So saying out of 5 out of 10. I'm not sure how their distribution is working, but there it is. The blurb here reads, An ancient dust that controls humans is unleashed, but mysteriously affects Jim Young, who gains superpowers. Jim is taken to an underground base where he's trained to be an operative to take on an imminent alien threat and learn why aliens have returned to Earth. So this was your idea. You did this. <laughs> I did do this, yeah. I, I, I may or may not have tried to take credit accidentally for it, but this is your idea. This was me. So I'm going to give you the floor. Oh, is that how we're doing it? We're doing yeah, it the well, opposite. Why don't you, uh, why don't you pro- provide us with your initial thoughts and opinions? So my initial thoughts and opinions, you know, I'm going to skip ahead to my oh. final thoughts and opinions. <laughs> Since you're, you're messing with the format, I'm going to mess with the format. <laughs> so something I didn't realize when we started watching this film is that it is a sequel to another film called Agent or Agent Intelligence, depending on where you look for it, uh, released mm. in 2017. Same Intel director, writer. One gents. <laughs> yes. It is all written, directed, and starring Derek Ting. He plays Jim Young. He plays our lead. And there's a third movie in the Agent trilogy in post-production right now. Is Agent be- Evolution. <laughs> So he's just he's just doing the Matrix thing, right? He's so just... what I really can't. So what really what it comes down to is I don't think I can give an opinion on this film because I just watched the middle part of a trilogy. Uh, I disagree. Okay, good because the first <laughs> half of this movie is all flashbacks to the first movie, as far as I can tell. This movie is an hour and twenty six minutes, and the first forty five minutes are easily just flashback scenes. At first, I was like, this is a very different way of trying to tell a story, right? Like, it's he's incorporating a lot of nonlinear storytelling into this. And I was like, okay, I can see what he's trying to do. It's not quite succeeding, but I can see he's trying. And it turns out that he just didn't have a budget for a full movie, so he just pulled stuff he already owned and threw it in there. He pulled up Planet of the Apes 5 on us. I don't know if you've ever seen Planet of the Apes 5. They made five? Go yeah, ahead. they made five of those movies. <laughs> uh, the fifth one is essentially just a clip show of the first four movies. Uh, or, you know, the season finale to uh, The Next Generation Season 2, mm. where they're in Riker's brain and he's remembering oh, yeah. things because he's they just, blew their budget on the Borg. He's just laying on the table going, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's and the only other actors that aren't in the clip shows are Pulaski in her final appearance yeah. and <laughs> in Troy, all of Star Trek right? and Troy. Yes, because yeah. she's, I'm sensing his emotions. Actually, Will. That's what she did. Will. 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 So this is like those, yeah. this, this is like Planet really of the Apes 5 to do on that or show, that episode of Next Generation that I can't remember the name of that I'm not going to look up. Um, There was that's, also that one episode of Stargate where... um. Spoilers, aliens show up and they're hanging out with Whoa, there's aliens in Stargate? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then Holy they're like crud. then they like go over the 
like originally in this particular episode, they're doing an audit oh, of all the mission. Sure. Yeah. And they're just like, what happened that. on P3X78 Alpha Beta 7? And he's like, I did what I had to do, Senator Kenzie. Um, <laughs> I love the naming convention in Stargate for planets. <laughs> Just is there one, or they did the writers just go bleh on this like on their keyboards? And be like, I don't Look, know. It's I, a planet. I mean, apparently there's a like whenever at the beginning of every Star Trek episode when they're like star date whatever. Yeah, like that correlates with like the episode of the show in the right. season. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that for a long time. I thought it was yeah. just a made up number. It it kind of is. They um. The idea, the original idea with star dates was to obscure when Star Trek takes place and how much time is actually passing. Like mm. Gene Roddenberry just didn't want people to be able to look into it that hard. And eventually it comes out, oh, it's the 23rd century. Oh, okay. It's like little hints and breadcrumbs. Be- it became a bigger thing. But neat. in general, if you if you follow from season to season, the star date, you can tell with what is the year because it moves. Yeah, uh, It starts with a different whatever. Uh, I think it's pretty telling that we've spent more time talking about Stargate than we have about, and Star Trek, than we have about Agent Revelation. Uh, this movie, the reason we picked out this movie was because, well, I mean, I'm Amazon Prime and I'm looking for straight to DVD style science fiction, right? I'm looking for something to watch for the podcast. And I come across a sci-fi film from 2021, so it's fairly new, that stars Michael Dorn. And I thought, wow. Michael Dorn. I, I've, you know, that would be great to see something else that he's in and, and it's sci-fi <laughs> and we can watch this. And I, the acting in this movie is so bad that if I had never seen Michael Dorn act anywhere else, I would assume he was a hack actor. <laughs> like he does not give a good, good performance whatsoever. <sighs> you know who gives the best performance in this movie? Is it Higgins? No. <laughs> no. Get that Get that out of here. Who is it? It's the three bullies and one of Jim's childhood oh. <laughs> flashbacks. Because they show emotion and like they're actually like emoting on their face. Like everyone is just so bland and see-through. And I kind of talk like this. This is my concerned voice. And I'm really quiet. And are you sure? And like they just there's no body language whatsoever. Everything's just it's not even full facial reaction. Like they're just not acting. They're just not acting. Like for most part, they're just reading lines from a script, which is not acting. And then, you know, I'm not going to, the action scenes are fine. Um, they're, they're good for the budget. It's nothing to write home about, but it's nothing to get super upset about either. For the most part, there's a few cheesy bits, but eh, we'll call it. It's okay. I, I like that. We get another uh, movie with robots in it. That are just people with masks and them moving around funny. That's cool. I liked the part where Michael Dorn teaches Jim how to Kamehameha. Yeah. Uh, and then he just... doesn't even Kamehameha at the end. He like takes the Kamehameha energy and puts it into a spin kick. So, I mean, all right, that's fine, I guess. Falcon <sighs> kick. <laughs> what movie was it with the Kamehamehas? I am number four or was it push? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I've seen either one of those movies. So uh, I can't one of them, you. the guy does a Kamehameha. It's like a found film movie. Chronicle. Is it Chronicle? That sounds familiar too. Hold That's on. the I the only reason why I know that four. movie exists because um it's got uh the guy directed Fantastic Four stick. Oh, does it? Yeah. I don't know how to spell Kamehameha, so I'm working. I'm trying to. There's no. I can tell you, there's no Y's in it. Dang it! Because I totally put at least so one Y all, in there. It's all E I E I A's or whatever. Kamehameha. I don't uh, know, it's it's one of those movies. It's one of those crappy movies. They do the yeah. Kamehameha, uh, and I was expecting the same thing here. It didn't happen. There's really nothing to talk about. 
as far as like the film itself, I do have I do have a lot of things to say about kind of his motivations for making the film and where a lot of the praise for it might be coming from. I was so bored in the first half of this movie, really the first 45 minutes. I have zero notes from the first 45 minutes. My first note is when they're trying to disarm the bomb. Mm. And they're just playing keep talking and nobody explodes. Have you ever played that game? Yeah. It's, we got we got 60 seconds for 5 minutes. Yeah, and he and he's like, "What symbols do you use?" Like they're w- talking back and forth like they're playing a video game. It's uh it's pretty good. Is this the worst movie we've seen, Chris? No. It might the- be the most boring. Well, I've got a lot of thoughts and opinions on this movie. Why don't you channel your mana I, uh, into this conversation? This is the second best movie I've seen that Michael that uh, that non Star Trek movie that Michael Dorn's been involved with with Aliens, uh, and the best one is called Amanda and the Alien. It came out in 1995. It was a made for TV movie. Okay. The only reason why I remember it is because there's boobs in it. <laughs> okay. And you would at ten well, years old. Yeah, sure. Well. I didn't see it in 1995. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I remember seeing it on like, it, I don't even remember. It was late night television or whatever when I was in high school. Mm. And there's a scene where this alien, spoilers in 321, whenever he touches people, he be, like absorbs their appearance and like kills them. Interesting. Like he becomes who they are. And there's a bunch of people in that movie um, that you probably know who they are if you don't recognize their names. Uh, Stacy Keach. Uh, Dan O'Connor, uh, mm. just a, a bunch of those guys. It's not important. What is important about this movie, Agent Revelations, is I actually kind of like. I really wish you hadn't have told me it was a sequel. Oh, okay, and the reason sorry. why I say that is, is I actually I didn't hate the way the story was told, and unfortunately, it makes more sense now that I know that he was just using clips from a previous movie. Um, for me, what is interesting about this film. One, I think the costuming was pretty good, with the exception of uh, Michael Dorn obviously filming all of his scenes in one day because uh, yeah, he never changed, never changed his outfit. Yeah, I thought all the Marine uniforms were pretty good, even though those probably weren't Marine uniforms. Not at um, all. No like, insignia. Just yeah, leaving their jackets well, open. They're sp- whatever. They're special ops. They're not actually sure. Marines. Sure. The knockoff uh, black ops outfits that Area Fifty Three was using. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty cool, I guess. I, I enjoyed the robots, you know. Sure. It's a budget kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the thing about this movie that that I actually liked the most, believe it or not, was actually the... I, I, I liked the way the story was told. Yeah. Because we're getting this guy who um, obviously, had, like like I said, I'm, I'm going into this with... The, we have we do no research. That's how we know it. We, we didn't know it was a sequel. <laughs> but the, but right, the idea right. of a guy who, like, his searching through his memories right he he's been affected by this alien dust whatever it's called the red dust or whatever the red the, the red ash yeah the ash the ash the ash i was like oh this dragon's here like in my head in my head in my in as i'm watching the movie i'm like man this this stuff really messed this guy up yeah. he's out here like he's lost his memory he's like maybe he's trying to like troll through them to figure out exactly why he's affected in such a different way. So I'm actually kind of the opposite. I I thought the first 45 minutes were probably the most interesting part of the film. And actually the ending of the movie was really boring, predictable, um, no. and cliched. Like I really... It's very cliched. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really like the ending. Uh, like, I don't want to say that I saw... Uh, what's her name? I don't even remember the character's name. Dr. Victoria Janssen? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I saw her betrayal coming a mile away, but like the, she's like, maybe they know where my sister is or, or when she meets that dude and he's like, she's like, where's my sister? And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. So she's going to betray him. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Like there's that, the, the girlfriend. Yeah. Stabbing him in the back. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like yes. if, if you're going to have a literary device, stabbing someone in the back is a pretty good one. Um, Did she kill herself? I don't know what she would. She, I don't know. Well, she she so she stabs him in the back, and then mm-hmm. she goes into that room and activates the decontamination protocol. And then we never see her again. Yeah, and and there's yeah. no there's no throwaway line. There's no hey she's gone or anything like that. So that's kind of weird or whatever. Yeah, no, I like I said the the ending. I, I really didn't enjoy the end of this movie. And well, like his whole, he's like I can't be with her because I'm. I can't have children. Ugh. Like, congratulations, bro. You've yeah. literally, you're, you are literally going to end a relationship because something that affects like 40 to 50% of people on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like lots of people can't have children. I don't know if it's 40 to 50%, but sure. Well, I, I'm not saying just men. I'm saying uh, like altogether. Lots uh, of people can't have children. Yeah. Or, or lots of people um, or uh, never have children. Lots yeah. of people are incapable. For whatever reason, there are lots of people who don't ever have kids. So that's not a reason to throw a relationship away. Now, she does say that she loves children. She says it a lot. Yeah. 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 It was just kind of weird. She should be on a list if she's not dead. And, and I can get that, you know, if, if someone, if she's a pediatric nurse and, you know, or pedi- she wants to be a pediatric doctor and helps care for children. Like, yeah, you know, maybe that could affect your relationship in the future but when she even broaches the subject of adopting he's like no because you wouldn't love them like my adopted parents didn't love me well your parents sound like a bunch of assholes yeah (laughs) i don't know like uh it's just like tropey cliche it is you know the the my last popular the last popular movie i saw that involved anything to do with adoption was shazam Mm. and what okay. that movie did was provide perspective on what probably a lot, like, I mean, I don't know how realistic it is compared to how realistic it isn't, but the adoptive parents in that movie or the foster parents like really cared, you know, or at least that's how they made me feel. And, and, and like homeboy, Billy Bats and uh, Billy Bateson, Billy Bats. I don't know what his name yeah, is. Billy Bats sounds like an Italian mobster. It does. But uh, the main character, Billy, like runs away immediately and they know he's going to run away because that's what. That's what He's they done. do, yeah. Because um, you know it, the horror stories that you hear about the foster system and, and all that stuff, like it's awful. But like, way to just reinforce <laughs> like that idea. Yeah. Like, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie and you want to tell a story, like I want to I want to tell a story of this person that was abandoned and they never found any love and all they've ever wanted to do is serve other people and that's what makes them special is they're so selfless you'd think that someone that is so selfless would recognize in himself that he might have the capability of being better than the people that came before him you'd but think. nope <laughs> nope yeah no so. you're that's a good that's a good critique that's high level that's highbrow <laughs> critiquing that's more highbrow than we normally do normally Sorry. we're just making jokes about <laughs> Danny Trejo and Artemis Fowl. Look, uh, the the problem with this movie is that it all hinges on Derek Ting's performance. And you're describing like a multifaceted, multi-layered, broken but heroic character, and he does not have the acting chops to do it. Or maybe he does, 
Maybe he does. And maybe he needs the right director, the right mentor to bring that out of him, right? But unfortunately, he's his own director and he's not good enough. I'm bashing the guy real hard right now. The thing is, is that every that he's the, he wrote this movie, he's the principal actor, and he directed it. So everything that's wrong with this movie, any nitpick I have, big, small complaint, it is his fault. It like falls yeah. squarely on his shoulders. And I just I don't I don't think like good for him for getting all of getting the money and getting everything together and getting the first apparently the first uh, agent movie sold off to Hulu. So he probably made some money from that, and he's making the sequel. It's on Amazon Prime. Maybe it's elsewhere, right? Uh, they're not rated very well, but they're there, right? I don't know. It's got a lot of tens. <laughs> they're not the weighted average is pretty low. <laughs> I just either he's not a good enough actor or he's not a good enough director. He needs to have he needs to partner up, right? He if he wants to continue to act, he needs to find a director that can act that can direct him and do it. And that, I think that's what it, what it comes down to. Like, yeah. like I said, the first forty five minutes were boring. I didn't. I liked what they were trying to do. I just found him so insufferably boring and passive yeah. as a character and as an actor that it was just like, I, I don't care. He's enough. got no, no charisma, Zero. Oh no gosh. presence. Yeah. Like, like I said, my wife has been doing all these rehearsals and such. And so I, I use, I have like three or four hours in the evening to myself. Well, uh, Paramount plus I was on the other day and I, I saw that a movie was on there. McClintock, I love um, McClintock, which it, it, I don't want to use the term great film, but it's a great movie to watch. And while I was watching it, like, and I know, like, and this is going to—I'm going to sound sacrilegious when I say this—but I don't even necessarily think that John Wayne was a great actor. I think what he was really good at was presence. Like, I mean, when, he played himself, but he—he's typecast as John Wayne. Like, that's—that's that's right. who he is. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said, "Oh, wow, he's just—he's got so much depth." Well, it's I like, mean, but you no. can be—you can be typecast and have depth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He, the, the the issue is is that like and I'm not like I said I'm not saying that he's not a great actor. What I'm I'll saying say is it. he had like he has presence when he is on the screen. You are looking at John Wayne. It doesn't matter who he's standing next to. He stands next to his own son in that film. He stands next to Maureen O'Hara in that film, and he yeah. is just he dominates the screen because he's got charisma. He's got like he's just got this you know he's got energy. You know he's John Wayne. Like, no. like when he was younger, like I, I looked at pictures of him when he was younger. He's a very attractive man when he was younger. And when he got older, he kind of gained some weight. You know, we all do. And he wore it a little differently, but he was still John Wayne. Like he still yeah. controlled the camera. And so like, I think that that's this guy, Derek Ting's problem is that he, he's, he's acting like an extra. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when, when he, yeah. when he goes into this room with this, this guy that supposedly, possessed or taken over by this alien force that the the the, the kenyans the kenyans or whatever they're called kenyan kenyan kenyans yeah, the, the kenyans the kenyans i don't think it's kenyans <laughs> whatever the they aliens called. yeah the, the aliens. aliens they're like they're like we're coming we're gonna we're gonna take over your planet right we're gonna we're what we're gonna do and michael dorn explains it later on in the film is they they're not gonna bomb us out of bomb us from orbit what they're going to do is they're going to infiltrate our government and re and put in place the people that they want and build a system that benefits them which was kind of chilling but um you know it's, it's how the u.s government works unfortunately <laughs> and so like when yeah. presented with this information right with presented with the fact or, or, or proof positive that aliens exist and they're coming they're coming for us and he's yeah. like 
Okay. Well, yeah, I think and that, that kind of harpens to my joke earlier about how, because it is a sequel, I assume he already knows aliens exist, but just coming into this movie fresh, there's no reason for me to know that. And I'm kind of making an assumption he might not, but I, I know exactly the, the, the moment you're talking about because it's like aliens are coming. We're all going to die. Look at this stuff. And he's just like, cool. All right. Oh, oh, uh, this whole base is is powered by this blue energy that comes from the human soul. It's called mana or mana. Yeah. I don't remember which way they pronounced it. And like Michael Dorn's like producing magic. And he's like, oh, <laughs> neat, neat. Okay. Radical. You can what? do this. You can you can do the whole base that way. Like no like, wonder, nothing. like no, yeah. uh, no awe, no astonishment. Just neat. Yeah, just That's nothing. That's red, dude. It, When's lunch? And I don't, like I said, I don't know. Is that his acting chops? Is that his direction? Did he did he write it that way and he felt like, oh, this character needs to be this way? Like like you said, no charisma. There's nothing for me to engage in. I couldn't care, I couldn't care less whether he lived or died at the end of this movie. Yeah. I mean, spoilers in three, two, one. Michael Dorn gets shot a whole bunch and dies. Uh, good for him. <laughs> he doesn't have to be in the next one, maybe. He doesn't have to be in the next one. Uh like if in that same scene they had killed Jim and or in his mana or soul like whatever had passed on something I don't know he ends up being a half alien half human hybrid thing oh yeah of course and whatever and that's yeah. how he's able to control the ash the ash, the ash. and uh, I mean the supporting cast I think does a pretty good job like his friends or whatever uh, are they do okay him not wanting to fight a girl when they were when he was training with the Marines is real dumb like that's that. Yeah, like right right after yeah. he went out of his way to like quote unquote save her and the other guy during the simulation. Why would? But why was he? Why did he do that anyways? Like he, because he's he selfless. Wanted, it's no, his it's whole thing. Selfless. It's a competition. It's not like they can get hurt. It's just a competition. And he's like, right. I'm going to give up the competition so that they can win. Yeah, like, no, no, that's I, not. Well, it's Michael, selfless. It's not selfless, Chris. Uh, this is why it's not selfless. There were several other people on his team that end up losing, but they were already gone. They were already out. No, but they still like they still could have won. That's what I'm saying. Like like if if I go for the break, if I get the if it's you know seventy nine eighty three seconds left in the clock, and I get the breakaway pass, and I'm running towards like I'm no one else is near me, and I can get the layup, and then I'm like you know what my team's not here. I might as well just let the other team win. That's what happened, no, Chris. No, I, it's I, I, not I, good. I disagree on principle. <laughs> okay, Be, because you, you do like, you, I guess. I don't no, know. it makes sense in context because he's this guy who his entire life, everyone else, everyone else has looked out for themselves outside of him, and that's what that's what Michael Dorn tells him when they're doing their little training montage. He's like the, your yeah, your act or... of selflessness. This is why I can tell you the things that I'm going to tell you because you're not going to act out of your own self-interest. In context, his character is like, you know what? I could beat these Marines, but if I let them win, I'll gain their respect. Sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying it makes sense in context. That's how it works. I would lose respect for someone who lost on purpose or made me win instead of taking it. Like I would rather lose and have tried my best than have the, the opponent let me win. There's a there's a sense of pride there. It's whatever. We no, don't need to I, dissect I, that one. I scene. agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. It makes sense in context. Out of context and in real life, it's a really Nothing. stupid thing that he it's did. It's real dumb. <laughs> it's real dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. So yeah. something I I, uh, I want to start doing is I want to look at the uh, the the cast and crew. I'm looking okay. on IMDb. I'm looking at the entire cast and crew. Uh, we see I see production, casting. 
There's assistant directors, sound, visual effects, stunts. Well, I've got a cameo corner for you whenever you're ready. And yeah, no editor. <laughs> no uh, sound effects editor doesn't count. Yeah, so no no editing in the independent film. I, I'm I'm going on a limit. I'm going to make a claim, if you will. Okay. A good editor who is not the director slash writer slash lead principal actor on the film is what holds back a lot of these independent films. I think a good editor could can move it up. Now, am I saying this 3.6 would have become a four, uh, a seven or an eight? No. It could have come a 4.6, maybe a 5.6. But I, I think that that's something that, uh, it feels like uh, hubris. It feels like pride. You gotta get someone else, you gotta get an objective eye in the room. You gotta take a look at it. Let's do it. Who is your cameo corner? Uh, my cameo corner is Demetrius Bivtresky, who played the Kenyan leader. Okay. Oh. Most recently was a performance artist in Obi Wan Kenobi as Darth Vader. Oh, okay. But I mean, he's been in a he's been a, he's just been a, a background actor and extra in a lot of things. He was in The Mandalorian. Jimmy Kimmel Live. No, he played Chewbacca and the Demogor- Demogorgon and Jimmy Kimmel. I'm guessing yeah. he's tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he was born in the Ukraine. Oh. He's theater, breakdancing, gymnastics, and the janitorial arts. <laughs> Is that what it says in his uh, bio? That's great. Yep. So, but he's also been in Cirque du Soleil, so it was pretty cool. So okay. shout out. So to... he's, a, he's an actual performance artist. Oh, it looks like a lot of stunt work as well. Yeah. Demetrius Bivtrevsky, shout out. Yeah. Bistrevsky. If I'm butchering that, I apologize. Bistrevsky. Bistrovsky? Yeah. Good for him. So that's a that's a great cameo corner. My cameo corner was gonna be Michael Dorn. <laughs> it's not uh, a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Half the movie. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I know what I, I'm doing. I, I, question about Michael Dorn. Uh okay. I, is he a good actor? I don't know. <laughs> I've I I've not seen a I, he's done a lot of voice acting that I've heard and I've loved his voice acting. Uh, Obviously, I love him in Star Trek. I think he plays Worf very very well. Never had any issues there, at least not with his acting. The only other thing I can remember seeing him in was Ted Two, which I've only seen once. I've never seen Ted Two. Yeah, it's yeah, he's really funny in it, but I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's a good actor. Like I don't know. I mean, like here's the deal. Like it, when I say stuff like that, it. I think the big issue with a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to Star Trek, is that like Patrick Stewart was an established, classically trained, professional actor. Like he was the oldest person on the cast when they originally cast TNG. I read a really interesting article the other day, when I say the other day, like 10 years ago, about how um, <laughs> Ian McClellan, Patrick Stewart, and um, what's his face? How can I? St- I'm spacing on this dude's name. Who played Jim Kirk? William Shatner, oh, um, were like considered the best actors of their time. Like when they came out of acting school, hmm. like everyone okay. was like, "These guys are going to reinvent how acting is considered." And the Bill, Bill Shatner, just started taking every single role he could possibly get, and it kind of ruined his reputation. Like it became like a hack or whatever. Okay. Um, I'm not. I, I I don't believe that. I'm just. I don't like I said. Sure, I, sure, I don't sure, remember sure. exactly what the article said, but that was kind of the gist of it. But my thing is with Michael Dorn is like I've never seen him out at like like I said I saw that movie that came out in the nineties, right? And the only re- reason I remember that is because there was nudity, right? Sure. But like I don't know any like he he's been in a lot of you know he's been a voice actor for a lot, yeah. But like why hasn't he had it like a, I don't want to say like why hasn't he had a career 
But like, I mean, he's he's a working actor. This thing is like, uh, I mean, prior to Star Trek, yeah, television, uh, Chips, sixty episodes, seventy-seven to eighty-two. Yeah, but so he's so he's he wasn't like he just came out of nowhere. It wasn't a nobody okay. that they cast. I got a right? perfect example. Okay, okay. Colomini. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic actor. He was on Star Trek. Yeah. Obviously, but <laughs> yeah. since but since then, like if you look at if you compare their IMDb pages to each other, I feel like he's had a much better career. I, he it, showed up in Law Abiding Citizen randomly, starring opposite yeah. Jamie Foxx, and I was like, "What is going on? Yeah. Why is O'Brien on the screen?" He was great in Layer Cake. That's the last thing I saw. Not it's not the most recent thing he's done. But it's the last thing I watched. But I mean, if you just com- yeah. if you just compare their filmographies, I, I just you know I, I feel like he's had like I don't want to say he's had a much better career because it's hard for me to judge people, mm-hmm. you know, especially actors because it's very hard. Like, you know, we see these big movie stars, like uh, Chris Evans. He got his big break, right? You know, he's he's not another teen movie. Next thing you know, he's Captain America, right? But he could have easily, he could have easily just been a television actor and we never really would have heard of him. So it's all about opportunity. You know, there's no, I read somewhere that there's no such thing as luck. It's when luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. But like he's in Soldiers of Fortune, you know, The Perfect Stranger, Flight of the Swan. I just think they want to do different things. Like that that's the thing. Like you're you're acting like one is better than the other. And one might be more prominent. And one might give get uh one in front of the screen more often to play a certain type of role, certain certain types of films. But Michael Jordan, on the other hand, has done fantastic voice work because his voice right. is very memorable and and, and and it fits. And he doesn't have to get dressed with Klingon stuff all over his face, right? He doesn't yeah. have to put the loaf on. He just goes and he makes money. So I I I don't I, yes, do I think he's a good actor? Yes. Do I think he's one of the greats? I mean, no. I mean, barely anyone who's come from, like, yeah. we only know him from that one TV show that we're kind of obsessed with. So, it, yes, I think he's a good actor. Was he good in Agent Revelation? No. No, I don't no, think I, I don't think so. I, I, sorry, it, it's coming off like I'm trying to say that one is better than the other. Is not my intention. I guess my question is more along the lines of, like, what is it? Like, and this it may not be a question that either of us can answer because one, we're not actors. No. Uh, but two, we're not in the movie business. But like, why does Gates McFadden, why does she get 30 seconds on Hunt for Red October, right? And then Michael Dorn has to make Amanda and the Alien or whatever the hell that movie was called. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, who knows? Like, well, why? Gates why, is also a great actress. Why I, is Colin Meany in Law Abiding Citizen starring opposite Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler? Mm-hmm. And Michael Dorn, you know, he's credited as random voice in a world of Warcraft. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's something I've always wondered. I know that like, it, it, it's very similar to, you made a basketball metaphor earlier, which is pretty good. Nice job. Um, I thought you would understand that one better. Oh than, no, I, I picked yeah. it up. Yeah. In the NBA, it was a great example. There have only been, I think, I, I think it's something like 4,500 plus. Like it's like 45, 55 or something like that. 4,500 players have ever played an NBA game, like physically checked in and touched the ball. It's, it's, it's a very, very small number. It's a very small fraternity, right? And there's, and if anyone out there is listening who's a sports fan, you've got like, there's all these athletes, all these professional basketball players that flame out for one reason or another. They're, they're, they're not in the league anymore due to its age, skill, politics, there could be a number of reasons why someone doesn't stay in the NBA and they go on to play in other leagues. It just, it makes me, it just really yeah. makes me wonder 
why someone who is as talented as Michael Dorn seems to be, who is memorable as someone as Michael Dorn, who who is on a show where millions of people was in a bunch of movies that made millions of dollars. Why does it like why wasn't his career quote unquote better? It's just my question. That's yeah. all. Yeah. It's I just, don't think we can answer it. I I, yeah. I there's a million different reasons why. I Amazing. think I think Colomini's not exactly the, the best person to compare him to, even though they're both Star Trek alumni, simply because I think I mean they're coming from different places. Colomini have been acting a lot longer than him. Sure. And there's different types of opportunities for different types of people. Who knows? There's he was in Comet Con Air, yeah. Mystery Alaska. Oh, there you go. Once you're yeah, in Con Air, yeah. you can just yeah. go to No, I'm just saying, yeah, like yeah. he was just I, I, I mean, he was in Last of the Mohicans, Under Siege. Like, he was just in a lot of movies. Like, and I think for a while, he could have considered him a that guy. Like, if you didn't watch Star Trek yeah. and you saw Under Siege and he's one of the terrorists and you're like, hey, it's that guy. Yeah. And you see Liam Conair, you're like, hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's that guy. He was in Die Hard too. He was a pilot, right? And so yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know why I don't have those same experiences with Michael Dorn or some of the other... Because actors. he might not want it. He might not care. That's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know like an uh, interview with him, they asked like, well, when he first got Worf, like, well, what if you get typecast as this? What if you, this is all you're known for? And he was like, I wouldn't care if I was only known for being Worf for the rest of my, my career or life. And, and then of course, then he went on to play Worf for yeah. over a decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just Long, if not longer. Know. Yeah. Yeah. If not longer, plus movies, plus whatever else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's just different takes. It is what it is. What it all comes down to is that I do not recommend this movie. Not no. worth the price of subscription. Not at all. I'm now, now that I know it's a sequel, I, I would oh, definitely, definitely not. watch it. And I, uh, I wouldn't tell idiot, people to watch the first one either. Yeah. <laughs> idiot funny. We'll see what we watch next week. Uh idiot of the the movie, Chris? Uh Alistair. Michael Dorn's character. Michael Dorn's character. You think Michael Dorn's character? I'm gonna go with the girl who committed cold blooded murder because of her sister gets abducted oh, by aliens. Yeah. And the aliens go, well, we'll let her back if you kill these people. And she does it. Yeah. Really? And then when? she gets murked. So she caused her own death. So, yeah. and she killed Michael Dorn. When has working with the bad guys ever worked? I just want to know. Like, I don't like, I, I know you have to have it, right? You have to have it. You have to have it in the movie or you have to have it in the TV show. Or you have to have it in whatever it is that we're going to watch. You have to yeah. have that one person who betrays because th- then you can't have your generic plot right yeah. but like i just from a filmmaker's perspective like is that something that they think we want is, i don't know it, man you know what the, you know what I, i'm gonna spend an hour and five minutes with these characters and i'm and i may or may not fall in love with them or i may not really like the way they act and it's gonna be like oh man this is gonna be great and all of a sudden boom They've betrayed you and, you know, they've ruined whatever it is that they ruined, right? And maybe in a better film, that Im- that may have impact, right? You know sure. what I mean? Like, oh, maybe, if I gave a crap about that character before the betrayal. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I meant. Like, yeah, that, no, I'm with, with a, you. With a better story, maybe like that can be something that's impactful, but like not in something like this. And, you know, I they of course they're going to kill her. What I mean, what, like, what yeah. good does she do? She's, you know what she's I mean? fulfilled her part of the plot. Yeah, she, she's a crony. No, yeah. I, the reason why I think it's Alistair is because homegirl, Dr. Dr. Janice, or whatever her name is, they pronounce it three different ways. Yes. She's like, I really want you to come here and work on this with me. And he's like, that goes against protocol. And then she's mm. like, pretty please. And he's like, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, no one knows what I look like. No one's seen me before, but I'm just going to show up 
and just reveal my, I'm just going to reveal myself. So everyone's going to know who I am. Of course she's going to get betrayed. Yeah. No, you're, I'm, you're right there. Yeah. Agree to disagree, but I, I think that's a great choice. I think it's a great choice. What, <laughs> not, uh, Dr. Janice is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. J- uh, Janssen. Yeah. <laughs> Janssen. They said it, you're right. They said it so many different ways. Yeah. It was like, it was almost like the director slash writer of the show should have been there when they were uh, saying it so they could, they could get them to say it correctly. Nah. No. Okay. Why would anyone do that? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, KG. I'm not putting Kevin, not Kevin. Kevin. I'm not putting Kelsey Grammer in this movie. You're not putting Kelsey Grammer in this film. But if I did, he'd be um. um if I did, the uh, I don't want to. I don't want to make him the the Kenyan leader because I think that's a cop out. Yeah. Um. Maybe he could have been Jim Young's dad, adopted father. No, and the, just that one flashback. Yeah. Who says like after he turns eighteen, we don't need to deal with him yeah. anymore? Yeah. After I've done a really shitty job raising this child. Yeah. I'm going to uh, oh abandon him when he turns 18. <laughs> wow. No, it's 100% Michael Dorn's character, Alistair. <laughs> Replace Michael Dorn with Kelsey Grammer. <sighs> Done. I'm, I can't take people, I can't take uh, Michael Dorn's job away. He I just it. did. It was real easy. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Uh, just saying. Just saying. All right, look, uh, this, was, uh, this was interesting. I think this is the worst movie so far of season three. Of the Probably. sci-fi wise guys. Uh, this has set a real low bar to jump over. But hopefully we don't trip ourselves getting to some other films or TV shows. If y'all have anything that you'd love us to watch or that you would hate <laughs> us to watch that you would love us to talk about, <laughs> let us know. You can email us your suggestions, sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, hit us up on social media uh, at sci-fi wise guys, wherever that might be. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And for the last time, do not work with the bad guys. It's never going to work out. No, don't. It's just not. Good advice. Bye. Thanks, guys. proud of me i i trolled on twitter i didn't troll on twitter oh somebody asked star wars or star trek and there was all this discussion and i was just like stargate <laughs> get out of here your hate Ple- plebes